Hello, and welcome to the Dear Sparrows podcast. So kind of continuing um, from last week. So last week was the first episode of 2019, which is still really crazy that we are in 2019. Um, so I thought instead of something funny, I would ask you guys to remark on either the Facebook page or Instagram where you were during Y2K. Um, I was thinking about how that was nearly 20 years ago blows my mind. I remember I was, was I eight or nine? It was 2000, so I was eight. Uh, I was eight years old. Or wait, was I nine? No, I was eight. Um, and my dad at the time was working for a bank, and so he does IT, and so we spent Y2K hanging out with his other <laughs> IT employees, um, making sure the servers didn't blow up and turn into evil robots to destroy the world. That doesn't make any sense. Either they were going to turn into robots and destroy the world or simultaneously blow up. We weren't sure of which. Neither happened. So that was kind of a letdown. Um, and we all had all these stickers that were like, hey, turn your computers off. And I had this Barbie cash register, but it didn't have any batteries in it. So I just kind of sat there and stared at it. So I'd love to know what you guys are doing at Y2K in the year 1999 to 2000. So anyway, um, kind of right now for the month of January, we're kind of in this um, a series of new year. And so the number one thing I don't like being is cliche. I'm not about it. And I'm not about being inauthentic or fake. Everything with me is truthful, authentic, real and raw. That's all you're going to get. And anything else is garbage. And no. <laughs> so um last week kind of talking about um, living by season and not so much New Year's resolution, which I think is really important. So if you haven't listened to last week, go ahead and give it a listen. Um, it was super short. I think it was only like 15 minutes last week, but um, it was really neat to see how God really was revealing how just as the birds, they don't know what year it is. They don't know what Y2K ever was. They don't know what any of that is. They don't care that the calendar changed from December to January. What they live by is by the spirit of God and his like guiding leadership, but they live by the season. And that is what we are called to do is live by the season. So biblically, Ecclesiastes 3 um, is commonly known as the time for everything verses. So a little background. So Ecclesiastes was written by King Solomon later in life. So he also wrote Song of Solomon, which is very popular. Um, marriage and dating kind of, book to read. He wrote many of the Psalms like his father did. Um, many of the Proverbs he wrote. He actually was, some scholars think he was King Lamel um, in Proverbs 31, and he was the one who wrote that. But he also wrote Ecclesiastes. So Ecclesiastes was written um, when he was later in his years. Now, remember with Solomon, he was known as the wisest king of all time. God actually came to him in a dream and offered him anything he wanted. And he asked for wisdom. And God said, because you asked for wisdom and because you didn't go and you asked, you didn't ask for all the money or the best looks or the best women, I'm going to give you all those other things in addition because you were wise and you asked for wisdom. You came to me for counsel. Um, and we see throughout Solomon's life and the times that he was faithful to God, God really blessed his life well. So Ecclesiastes is throughout um, where he's really just talking about some of the wisdom he'd learned. And if you first read Ecclesiastes, um, you might get a little depressed because there are a lot of pieces of it that 
seem kind of a downer. Um, it's certainly not the Song of Songs book, you know, at all, but there's so much wisdom throughout. And one of the biggest and honestly most popular verses is the Time for Everything verse. So if we read Ecclesiastes 3, 5 through 7 and the literal translation, which is my favorite because when you do the direct translation, it does kind of sound like Yoda when you read it at times. But you are seeing the translation into English is mainly the heart and intent of the writer. And that is really neat. And so what it says is a time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to throw away and a time to keep. Um, So I'm talking about this week. What are we going to throw away from last year and what are we going to keep from last year? So I got this wise idea um, to have all my friends over on Tuesday night and we're going to have this big old bonfire. And of course, anything that I do always has about 800 layers of intentionality behind it. I don't think I can brush my teeth without there being something intentional behind it or some metaphoric sense that I try and do. And yes, I'm totally roasting myself in that. But um, my my hope is and what my heart is, is not only will we enjoy the cheese curds that I brought back from home, um, back to Virginia, but we will also enjoy this time together and have this little bonfire where if, if we have the thing that was a deterrent from last year that we don't want to keep, we can throw it away. We can burn it, literally. And one of the big things, I don't know if you guys have heard Marie Condi, um, seen her show on Netflix. I watched a few minutes of it, um, and I enjoyed it. I I like being a very organized person myself, so I I didn't spend a massive amount of time watching it, um, especially because the Watership Down series is on Netflix instead, which is so much better. And it's about these adorable rabbits and their adventure, and it's crazy. And Fiverr is like my favorite rabbit ever. And this is totally differing from the point. Sorry. Um, but the Marie Kondi series on Netflix is talking about cleaning up, and it's talking about getting rid of things that don't bring you joy. Um, now, that's impossible to do with the majority of your life. You can't just throw away something because it doesn't bring you joy. Taxes don't bring me joy, but I probably should not throw them away. I should probably keep them. But there is this metaphoric sense that if there are things that we are having a hard time letting go of, we have the opportunity and the grace to let go of them through the grace of Christ. And it's really clinging into the Ecclesiastes 3 verse of a time to throw away and a time to keep. So what does that really look like in our lives? So what does that really look like? Um, putting that into action. Well, we want to make room for the new and, and let go of the old. And I have, um, I have this little, it's, it's, some of you might think it's dumb and it might be a little corny, but, um, for a hope chest one day when I get married, I have this little suitcase and, uh, it's a, this little vintage looking suitcase and it's got this cute little bird on it. I think it's a wren. I'm not sure, but but I love it, and it just spoke to me, and I saw it one day at this discount place, and I bought it, and that is where I put things um, that I hope one day to give to to my prince uh, when we get married, and my joke is going to be that that will be the only baggage that I try and bring into our marriage, Um, and I know that's corny, (laughs) and it's probably kind of impossible to do, but it is an earnest and an honest hope of mine um that that would be the only literal and metaphoric baggage that would be brought in because there's something beautiful about being healed um in and through the lord and i think a lot of times we we forget that that healing is there for us to take part in 
that that God is a God that he wants to heal us, but we have to ask. We have to ask if if he would. And that falls back to, in a way, in a sense, um, the story of Jesus going to the lame man at the pool. And that's recorded in Luke and Matthew. But in in that story, Jesus walks up to this man, and he's he's been there for 38 years. Um, it's also in the Gospel of John as well. But he's been there for 38 years, and there was this kind of um, occurrence that would happen at times in that place where um, water would shoot up out of the pool, and many disabled people would sit around this pool. And if the water shot up, then at times a miracle would happen and somebody would be healed. Um, so many disabled people would go and, and it kind of became like a, like a nursing home there, um, without the nurses and attendants, but they, they would sit there and they would hope and they would wait for this water to shoot up because maybe just maybe they might be healed. Um, and that was their custom life. That was what they were used to. And that's, that's what they did. And so Jesus walks up to this man who, who cannot walk and he comes in and he asks him, do you want to be healed? And and that's an interesting question because you would think the obvious. You'd think the man would be like, well, duh, Jesus, of course I'm going to be healed. You think I want to sit here the rest of my life? But but it's a very actually honest question because if we're going to point fingers, let's not look at the speck in his eye. Let's look at the planks in ours. And so Jesus asked him again, do you want to be healed? And the man says, yes, I want to be healed. And Jesus heals him. And that's what's beautiful. But so often we forget that we have that same access to that same power to to ask the Lord to heal us. Now, there's a times when when God might not do the healing. It might be like Paul's thorn or Indians where the healing does not occur or there's a reason that he does not heal in that season. But we still have that opportunity to to earnestly say, Jesus, can you heal me? And that's the beauty of something that we can do right now. It doesn't just have to be because it's January and a new year. We have access to do this right here, right now. And we have the beautiful opportunity here today to go to Jesus and say, what of last year, what burdens, what things that broke me, what hurts, what soul wounds, can you heal and need to be healed? And sometimes that's that's going back into that painful memory and it's looking at it again, but it's asking Jesus to restructure the memory and look at where he got you out of that, where he had the grace to get you out of it, where you're still breathing today and change can still happen. And that is a beautiful thing that only Christ can do. And you can go to therapy and, and therapy is so good. Therapy is a place where you can, um, share and expel a lot of what you've been through. You can look at cognitive ways to better manage and deal with your emotions or those memories. But really letting Jesus come in and have access to the healing is profoundly different and allowing him to be the one that actually heals and doesn't just put a band-aid. And that's big. Um that's actually called inner healing if, if you guys are interested in it's um I've done it and it drastically changed my life. It was really letting I ha- you have to want it. You have to say, I want this healing. Um, and really allowing the Holy Spirit to restructure and, and to fix you and to do that heart surgery and that brain surgery that you need to be repaired and have those soul wounds fixed once and for all. 
and mended um, by the grace of God above and have that that Holy Spirit mark on you. Um, but it's also letting go of things that, that are in the past that hurt. And at times there can be physical things that we need to let go of. Maybe it's a love, you know, some love letters or something. Maybe it's a collection of things that you have um, held on to for too long. Maybe it's it's your ex-boyfriend's old hoodie that just needs to go. And so what if it smells like him? You don't need it anymore. Um, sometimes it's pa- it's pictures. And sometimes there's internal baggage you have to let go of. And that's hard. It's a hard thing to do. Um, I'll get real vulnerable and honest because that's what I promised this podcast would be when I started it. But but I had had some love letters that I held on to for so long um, from this guy. And he uh, he got married over the weekend. So I'm very happy for him. And that was a really wonderful thing. Um, but I was I remember I. I actually ditched the letters about two years ago, but I remember I had them under my bed for so long. Um, it was about three years at that point. I had them under my bed and I don't know why I held on to them. I really don't because th- there was no use for them and I could reread them and encapsulate those memories again, but it was just painful and I didn't need to revisit that portion of history because God had made it clear what the answer was that I was not to marry him, and I and I broke things off with him, um, and I'm thankful for that, and it's wonderful and beautiful to see him with his wife, and that is, I'm so happy for them, but I didn't need to hold on to those letters anymore, and so I got rid of them. I didn't burn them. I didn't, I didn't do some Taylor Swift burning of them, um, but I did not keep them anymore, and I set them free, and so maybe that's something that you listener need to do or maybe there's something emotionally that you just have to let go of and that comes from forgiveness and that's forgiveness is not always a one-time shot you can try and make it a one-time shot people might argue it's a one-time shot but forgiveness is making the conscious choice to forgive that person even when something comes up and sparks where you'd want to be angry again, where you wouldn't want to let go of it again. And sometimes letting go and forgiving is one of the greatest things that that we can leave behind to make room for more and more love and more grace and more kindness. Um, and get and putting away that past. So perhaps this week, make a list of the things that you're holding on to. Start with just 2018. Then you can go back, retroactivate it. But what are the things in 2018 that you held on to or you were holding on to that are toxic and poisonous and that you really don't need to carry into 2019? Because even though I'm really trying to be big on doing seasonal, this is a seasonal cleanup time and it's spring cleaning. So we want an early spring. So what's your spring cleaning? What can you let go of that you don't need to carry around anymore? That's not your responsibility that you can come and you can say, Jesus, I want to be healed. Will you heal me from this? And he loves you. And the answer is not going to be no. He's either going to heal you now or at a later time, or he's going to show you the purpose of it. But there is a good chance that there's quite a lot that can be taken, taken off your back. And you can walk forward into this healthier, better 
relationship with God, relationship with others, relationship with yourself, um, and be a healthier, happy, lighter person and walk into these new seasons with the Lord himself. So take a look at 2018. What did you bring in to 2019 that you don't need? And that might be a boatload of clothes that you want to fold in that little Marie Kondi way. That might be um, dwindling down your earthly possessions and giving them to the poor to help other people. That might be restructuring your wardrobe and looking at what you're wearing and what you're putting on yourself and what you're showing the world that you really want who you are inside to be projected outside. Or that might be some emotional scars that you just have to hand over to God to heal and let him heal. So take a look at what you're carrying into 2019 and get rid of the toxic things. It's time to clean up. So I will pray for us um, to close us out. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the people who are faithfully listening to this podcast. And I pray in so much earnest that it would be a blessing unto them, um, not because of my words, but because of your Holy Spirit acting and working within them. Lord, I pray that um, whoever is listening who is afraid to ask that right now, um, metaphorically holding their hand with them right now, that we would pray that, Lord, you would heal them. Because they want to be healed. They want to hand over the pain and the anguish and the things that are weighing them down. And they want to be healed by you. And so, Lord, I pray that they would let you in to heal them and restore them even more than before. And restore what the locusts have stolen and eaten, as you talk about in Joel 2.26. And, Lord, I pray that you would bring them into this new season with you. To be walking closer to hear you in their spirit and to walk in freedom. Because what a beautiful thing freedom is and freedom is something that you will grant to anybody no matter what country they're living in no matter where they are what their position in life looks like freedom in christ is real and it's attainable but we have to ask for it and so lord i pray and i ask for that for those listening today um lord we thank you for this time in your name we pray amen um i'm praying for you guys i really in earnest i pray that god will heal and restore you. And I pray that if there's something that you're having a hard time of letting go, that you will. Um, I want to put out the offer too. This is a praying ministry. So please never hesitate to ask for prayer um, and know that it stays with me and, and everyone else who is um, part of the team with your sparrows, it, it stays there. This is supposed to be something not, honestly, not to make money. It's just to bless and to honor the Lord and to follow through with the commitment that I made to him um, to do this when he really put it on my heart. So that is always on the table um, there. And any suggestions you guys have, um really looking for some New Year stuff. I think we're going to dive into Esther a little bit more. I think we're also going to talk a little bit about Adam and Eve and Genesis and just look at um, the ins and outs of a lot of different pop culture things, but never cliche, always authentic, always real, and always towards life abundantly. So be blessed, y'all, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.